Welcome to Deja Vu Friday. It's like we've done this all before. And uh, it's the new Link Friday. And we have a great show for you. Joe Silky is finishing up his assignment, whatever that means. But we have, we have Mike Grief. Yeah, baby, let me tell you something. I'm here, man. I'm here. Where else would I be? Fandango. And we have Yoda, the guy who keeps this place running smooth, like the captain of the Titanic, Craig Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Hi. <laughs> He's got full of energy. Hey, so man, we're, the three, we got, we're the three amigos. We have some good news. We are on Spotify now. You can watch us. You just download to your Fire Stick or your Roku, and you can watch us as long as listen to us on your big screen TV. It works for everybody but me. And um, <laughs> your big screen TV. Get, Are you kidding? This is the biggest screen I have, man. It's like I know how I know how to help you with that, John. Don't worry about. But, I don't but know. You I tell people you tell people to search for the Big Bad Broadcast on YouTube, on Facebook, and also Spotify. You gotta remember, and on John. Our website, the www.thebbbradio.com. You gotta we remember, John. John's big shows. TV, Craig. John's big TV is a fucking Sylvania superset. You know, I know we well, this isn't planned, but I was in Walmart yesterday, and you can buy a 75-inch Philips TV 4K smart TV for six hundred and twenty-eight dollars. Or you can go on the Deal Dash and get it for thirty two cents. Yeah, nobody ever got that on Deal Dash. No, yeah, I got this. I got this Lamborghini for nineteen dollars and eighty eight cents. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Is that true? I've never, I've never tried that shit. It's like, they, yeah, same. Right. I just got this freaking, you know, thing, this million dollar diamond for three dollars. And is that real? How did they do that? Yeah, I don't know. DoorDash. I think, I think you Not DoorDash. I, oh yeah, no, that's. Uh, Deal dash. Yeah, it would be better if it was DoorDash. You see the yeah. Lamborghini, you jump in it, and you dash. I'm going to start delivering price. weed. I'll call it weed, weed stash or deal or weed something. Or, or weed, 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 weed stash. <laughs> so anyway, it was a big week. We had uh, 4th of July this weekend. Happy 4th, everybody. I'm missing and all I, my fingers except this one. I just, you know, bad <laughs> bottle rocket accident. Who was I, that football player? For the Giants that blew off his fingers a couple of years ago, he was knuckles. a receiver. Called knuckles. He was a receiver. He blew off. He badly damaged his fingers, and they said to him that he could either miss the season or have three of his fingers amputated. And he went for the amputation. I don't know. His name was Knuckles McGee. Was that Two Fingers Brown? <laughs> two Fingers Brown. I can't believe you guys don't know that Chris, Craig, you're supposed to be the big sports guy. You know, I remember the story, but you know what? It's a giant, so yawn. Yeah, that's why I am. Yeah. Anyway, so I got to tell you my little cute little 4th of July story. When my cute. when I was, I guess I was probably 12, 10 years old, which would have made my cousin. During the Depression? Eight. Do you want some harmonica music with this? We are waiting on we are waiting on the we are waiting on the food line. 
Anyway, so my aunt cheese. Oh, my aunt was going to Florida, and my birthday is on June 9th. My cousin's is June 29th, and we begged her for our birthday just bring us back fireworks because she was driving to Florida. So, which is kind of funny if you think about that. We're convincing our aunt to do interstate smuggling. <laughs> so anyway. She uh, she brought us back this big bag of fireworks, and my mother's like, nothing dangerous. So there was firecrackers. We had a mat of firecrackers each. We had bottle rockets and some kind of small rockets. Nothing, like, huge, you know? But we couldn't wait. We got it in April, and we looked at that bag, man, for, like, months. We were, like, counting off the days on the calendar. We were so excited. Oh, uh, we can't. So my cousin lived in Southampton. So it was the day, and all day long, we wanted to shoot the stuff off. Their parents were like, you got to wait for it to get dark. Oh, please, let us shoot off a couple of firecrackers. So we shot off a couple of firecrackers. So we get on the front lawn. We light a bottle rocket. It goes up. Cop pulls in the driveway and takes everything. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving us with nothing but those little snakes. Remember those we little things that light <laughs> We were literally crying. We were crying like someone took our dog. <laughs> we yeah, you know, backyard, you should be like, crying. You ask your aunt to bring you fireworks. Come on, man. If you're gonna smuggle something back from Florida, be weed or drugs or something. Not you, fireworks. you didn't see your aunt in the back of the cop car laughing her ass off, did you? Yeah, it, was just, it was just we were literally crying. We went in the backyard, and my father was just like shook his head, like, so we tell you that's why they were legal. And I'm going, that's bull. I go, and he tipped them right home to his kids. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's, it's just uh fourth of July. Oh, yeah. I love a good fireworks show, man, but I hate I hate these little, you know, every neighbor's got to light off their stupid little and all it does is make noise. It's like or except there's a couple neighbors, and I know you got the same thing that that have really they spend God knows how many thousands of dollars on fire. These are the same people complaining about the price of gas. Just spent five thousand dollars on fireworks. Shut the fuck up. Mm. Did you, you have any stories from your fourth of July that yeah, but I got, I got, I, I've had guns pulled on me twice on the Fourth of July, and by the police, not by. I, I was arrested. Mike knows how to party. Well, I, you know, listen, I, I grew up in, like I say, in the project, so I just remember we were lighting off, and it was stupid stuff. We put steel wool on a string. Oh we yeah, the steel yeah, wool, spin it around, spin it yeah. around, and next thing I know, there's a cop standing there, and he goes, disperse. And I'm looking, I'm going, what the fuck does that mean? Disperse. What the hell? I mean, I'm like, I might not think I'm 14 or 15. I mean, I knew what the word meant, but it was so weird to have him come up and just yell disperse instead of like freeze, stop, whatever. And so I'm, I'm looking at this cop and I I'm balled my hand in a fist. And my brother is standing next to me and he just looks at me and goes, Don't do it. Don't because he knows me. I at that time I would have not thought twice about just the guy. So anyway, I get arrested. <laughs> I go down to the precinct. Well, then you, and, if you were getting arrested anyway, you should have hit him. I should have, but it would have been another oh, charge. He'd still be in jail. What That's was the, the problem. charge? <laughs> steal wool on the end of a string? Failure to disperse. It's like, I, I really should have hit this guy because it's like, I mean, if, if you can come up with such a stupid charge. So my father comes down to get me out, and I love it. This is the one time my father was just, I mean, you think I'm crazy. My father was just out there. And he walks into the precinct and he's yelling because and screaming Florida, at the cops. As we say, the citrus does not fall far from the tree. Yes. 
my father's calling these freaking go, you chicken shit cowards, you fucking he's calling them every name. And I'm gonna yell at him and go, hey Pop, stop. Otherwise, they're gonna put you in here with me. You know. And then and then the other time we're up on the roof. That would have been a nice father-son bonding moment. It would have been, you know. Yeah. My my son always wanted to have a beer with me. I always wanted to get arrested with my dad. <laughs> you know? Me and dad in a nice cell telling stories about you. <laughs> Did you get bologna? I, I got roast beef. <laughs> I forgot all about that steel wool on a string thing. That was really I know, cool. never I never heard of that. What does it do? You take it, sparks. it and you throw it. It sparks, but it makes like a circle. It looks really yeah. cool. Where does it spark? It the looks really cool. Wool. You spin it around. Just spinning it makes it. It's on yeah, a rope. You, on put it on a, you put it on a string. You light it on fire, and then you spin oh, you it. You it, let it hit, and you let it hit the ground on the downswing, and swing it around, and it just sparks. And it it does look pretty cool. It looks really cool. I forgot that we used to do that. And that doesn't cost like a lot. That must have been something our fathers told us. I don't remember. The only, the only, I remember any of my friends smart enough to come up with that. The, o- the only 4th of July that I remember, I, I lived in East Meadow in Long Island. You fancy-ass Long Island boys. It was fan- Well, I'll tell you. And That's we, where Joe Zilke's from. You know that, East Meadow. I know. We, we, he went to the Wilbur Clark High School. Right. But um, the, the, my street was separated by – they had two sumps, two storage sumps on each side, and it was a little hill. And every 4th of July, Eisenhower Park, or back then Salisbury Park, which you know fireworks, and we just set up, you know, lawn chairs on our front lawn, and we could see it. But one year it rained, and I was so upset because when it rained, there's no fireworks in the rain. So we had this built-in patio. And my dad gave, gave let me do sparklers. By the way, that's all my parents would ever let me do was sparklers. And you know, when you're nine, a sparkler is pretty cool. So I'm no, in the, even, I'm, even I'm, when you're nine, a sparkler is not even cool when you're nine. Come on, Chris. No, it was cool for me. I thought it was cool because I'm, I'm, I was a little, whatever. To Mike, what nine years old is cool when they give you a silence. He has guns. I was, no, I was I'm, fucking I'm, popping off shotguns when I was fucking nine. Come on. Well, I'm, I'm, on, cool. I'm on my patio. I'm hey, on my look, porch. Everybody, I got sparklers. How cool. No, oh, God, I'm sorry. Finish your story. It's, uh, it's all right. I, I I was just trying to finish the story 20 minutes. It's okay. So <laughs> and it's going to be so cool now, so I mean, it's be fucking funny. So I'm on the porch enjoying my sparklers, and my brother just comes out and goes, huh, you look like Tinkerbell. That was the end of Sparklers for me. No more. <laughs> and That's- so it changed his life. And that's when it all started. Sparklers. Joe Silky told me a story that he was going to tell. I'll tell him. He said that his Italian, his Italian aunt and uncle live next door. And he said they had a, a detached garage with a priest slopey roof and he said the neighbors across the street would set up all sorts of fireworks and you could see the fireworks from Salisbury Park right Eisenhower Park so the father used to put a ladder on the roof and put all the kids up on the roof (laughs) I have no idea why he goes and it was steep slope on this roof so they're all up there once, and this rocket goes haywire comes over and blows up right over the roof and all the kids are like falling falling off the roof that's nice and sexy. Put the a lot up on a Joe. sloped roof. All right, so here's my ultimate uh, Fourth of July story. Well, Craig, you had um, fireworks. Craig had sparklers. Crazy. Craig had sparklers. Yeah. yeah, they are crazy. But he has a video of a guy that went full full sparkler. 
You never go uh, are you full talking about my video or your video, your, John? Your just, video. Your video. Yeah, the, 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 this this one. Um, uh, okay, I'll just I'll just play it. <laughs> That's what it looks like when I pee. That's what it feels like when I pee. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about. I, when I first saw that, I said, it looks like the guy caught a space shuttle. <laughs> you, know what's so crazy? you know what's so crazy about that? When I was a kid, remember Roman candles? They tell you to light them and you shake them. And yeah. you always hear the story about the Roman candle that blew up in that guy's hand. That guy has like 20 pounds of gunpowder in that thing. I would never hold that thing. That was the other time a cop pulled a gun on me. I was on the roof with a Roman candle and, 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 and the freaking cop comes up and I got the Roman candle. I go to you know, you, naturally, somebody yells something at you, you turn, and he pulls his gun out and because he thought I was going to aim the Roman candle. <laughs> he may as how quickly you just drop the uh, you drop that Roman candle and <laughs> peacefully go. Why do they call the it a Roman candle? I must have been freaking invented by a Roman guy. Okay, know. I'm just curious. I know the Italian guys, the guacamole brothers. Guacamole. <laughs> the guacamole, the, the Garibaldi brothers, those guys. What well, come it on? Was first invented by uh, by by Claudius in Rome in eighteen whatever. In... All right, so here's the story. I went every year. This agent, uh, Tom and Jenya, would have this big party, and all the comedians would go, and you know, was, like Kevin James would be there. A lot of we really love Tom and Genio. He's a great guy. And Tom. his wife, Jerry, is the doll. So I was there with Richie Minervini. He was the owner of the Eastside Comedy Club where everybody started. Joe Apatow, Eddie Murphy, Rosie O'Donnell, all of us, all of us. And um, so Jerry says, hey, you know, I was in Chinatown and, and this guy sold me a bag of fireworks. So we go, what did they sell you? So we go into the bag i swear to god there was something that was this big it was the size of a coconut and had a five foot fuse on it and it said warning yeah. firework is professional grade firework misuse of this product can cause death and then our vd goes we're professional yeah that didn't stop we're, you, we're did it? so we tell everyone to get on the other side of the yard we go into the garage we get a pole digger because it's a mortar and we dig this hole in the ground, and we put this mortar into the ground, which I guess it should have been in a pipe, and it's got this five-foot fuse. So we light the fuse. Now, picture this is all people there with their families, and there's got to be 50 people there. Some are in the pool. Some are at the barbecue. Everybody's having a nice time sitting on blankets. Everybody's, you know, it's just this really nice family experience. We like this thing. We go, here it goes. We light this thing, and it goes – first it blows up. It takes out about an eight-foot section of picket fence, which Tom claims he's never found since. <laughs> With that, this stuff – you know, like those beautiful fireworks in the sky? It's got those things that squiggle. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're all over the yard. People are grabbing their kids and throwing their kids down. People are hiding behind the brick fire plant. People are running and diving <laughs> – in the pool, and and it seemed like it probably was. It probably went on for two minutes or a minute. I don't know. It seemed like twenty minutes. Kids were crying. Dogs were barking. It was horrible. And when it stopped, when it finally stopped, everyone didn't move for a couple of minutes because they thought it would start again. And um, and when it's 
when it ended, it was just kids crying and dogs barking and people cursing. And the whole backyard had so much smoke in it, we couldn't even assess how many people died. <laughs> so I was on the internet yesterday. I found a a video. But wait, wasn't said, wasn't there a second one with the Tom's wife? Oh yeah, yeah. So Richie, there's another one. It's a little bit smaller. Richie goes, "Well, this one won't be so bad." They actually and let you Jared, write another one after and that. Jerry grabbed it out of his hand and chopped it up with a shovel. <laughs> We're going. It's going to blow up. I forgot. I think she put it in a bucket of water when she was. Oh, uh, okay. That, that's. Good. But anyway, I found this video uh, yesterday that really looks like what happened in the backyard. So I'm not the only idiot. So yeah, well, when you watch this video, listen, to, listen, to, listen to what they say. It's hilarious. Here we go. I was waiting for Forrest Gump to jump up and go, and then something bit me in the buttocks. <laughs> and you know, it, goes, it, it goes right under the gas tank of the car, too. You see how much smoke was in the backyard, like I was this, talking about? This is what I'm saying. These local people, you fucking morons. It's like, you know. It's, uh, that is exactly to have a nice family picnic. They're all sitting at the table, and now they're all running for their lives. There's that one guy. Run. You better run. One minute, one minute you're taking a bite of hot dog, the next minute the Viet Cong are fucking coming down the road. I'm telling you, that's what I said. It looked like. All I kept saying to Richie, I go, my God, it looked like the end of Apocalypse Now. Shock, shock and awe on Elm Street. That's what it was. Oh, man. Oh, that, video man. Is, that video just gives me flashbacks, man. That's what it looks like. That's awesome. Well, well, well Patty awesome. has a friend who's a nurse, and she, she works the emergency room on the 4th of July. She said, every, every, all night long, people are just coming in with yeah, fingers blowing it. off and, you know, whatever. I'll tell you what, I, I, you know, hey. Fool me once, but you come in with like you know this all every yeah, year. I mean, every year I lose a finger. But you know, you get people. You know, it's not even like when I because I worked in the emergency room in the Bronx and on Long Island. And it's not even what you think. It's not even like somebody. A lot of people, yeah, have firecrackers that go off in their hands. But you have idiots that have packs of firecrackers that go yeah. off in their pockets. Jeez. Well, you yeah, work the emergency room in the Bronx. It's like fireworks or nothing. Guys are coming in with hatchets. Yeah, back, back day at Yankee Stadium must have been busy, too. Yeah, bat day. Bat <laughs> day was the worst day ever. And it I'm was. I'm not kidding. All right. I'm not kidding. Especially when they went to those little bats. Yeah. It was, Conce- it was I love that day because once they went to the little bats, then it's, now you can conceal them easier. See, the Mets were smart. They did bat day and helmet day on the same day, so nobody got hurt. What happened? <laughs> Look at Mets needed a helmet. You can need a helmet just yeah. to walk around. Hi, the Mets need, you know, the Mets need a small bus and some pads. That's yeah. what they need. So when I worked in the emergency room in the Bronx, this is kind of a cool story. It was like, it was like my friend Tom and I, and there is my voice again. Uh, my friend Tom and I worked, 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 worked. Mute your Lou Gehrig speech. That's what it sounds like today. Mute your microphone one second. Let's see if it's coming. Oh, me. Yeah. It stopped mm-hmm. already. It stopped. Hold on. All right. 
Today, is it doing hey, it now? Hey, no, I don't hear no. it. I consider myself. I think, I think he's not wearing headphones. That's the problem. He's always worn headphones. Can you hear us, Craig? Okay, I think it was me. Hold on. Son All right. Of a <laughs> so anyway, I'm working in the Bronx. I worked on. I I studied and went to school at Mercy Hospital on Long Island. In There's no mercy Center. in the Bronx. Right. So my dad says to me, why don't you apply for this job? My dad was in radiology. Why don't you apply for this job at Jacoby Hospital in the Bronx? They're looking for two guys. They'll start you out. At, this is in 72. They'll start you out at $38,000 a year. Full benefits. You work there for a year. After a year of working in there, there isn't nothing you wouldn't have seen. He goes, <laughs> it's the best experience in the world. You'll come out of there. So we had been making like $30 a month stipend working at Mercy Hospital before you graduate. As like they say in Spinal Tap, a stipend is when it's too embarrassing to call it a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like $30. So we get there the first day and my boss says to us, hey, you guys want to work a double tonight? He goes, you guys seem to know what you're doing. And we go, what is that? And he goes, well, it's time and a half and a day off. And we're like, yeah, right. <laughs> Little do we know that once the sun goes down in the summer yeah. in the Bronx, it becomes mm -hmm. like the Wild West. And we'll call it the right? Bronx Zoo for nothing, man. So we we saw 70 patients between 4 o'clock and about 9 o'clock at night, right? Your typical gunshot wounds. Oh, my God. Yeah, stuff like that. So <clears throat> It's like a mash unit, right? <laughs> Yeah, so we're sitting in the hallway. This is a great story. We're sitting in the hallway. And we're like, oh, God, man, this is it. It's like how many more hours till we can get out of here, you know? And in those old hospitals, they always had those ripply glass doors with the chicken wire in them. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm talking like those old hospital doors. That, that, yeah, that, that those octangular yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I yeah. put my hand through one of those ones. So we're sitting in then the hallway and about 200 feet from where we're sitting, it just shatters. And there's a guy with a sawed-off shotgun ripping the chicken wire out of the thing. And he goes, this hospital killed my brother. Now everyone will die. Oh, shit. And we go, what? We run into the like, funny thing is, is he like didn't that. even like his brother. Just, just like that. What? Like a girl. I became a woman. What? We ran into I go to my friend Bobby. go, get in the dark room. It's lead lined. We get in the dark room. We lock up the door. We lock up the door and we call security. And security in the Bronx isn't like security in this hospital. These guys are like ex Green Berets, right? <laughs> so about 10 minutes later, they rap on the door. Hey, security, you guys can come out. My friend goes, well, if it's the guy. And I go, yeah, you're right. I'm not, go I'm not going out of here. And I go, no. <laughs> the guy goes, what are you, babies going to stay there all night long? And we go, yeah. So yeah. my friend goes, Take your badge and put it in the pass box so you can pass it through. Because the dark room, they put a film in there and it shuts from both sides so you don't get light in there. So we open it up and now, oh, God forbid, it's the guy's badge. For three years later, every time we'd see him, we we're going, "Hey, put your badge in the pass box." <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, I gotta tell you, man. One one Fourth of July, those sparklers gave me little burns all over my wrist. So I, that's pretty. I was pretty serious. It's dangerous stuff, right there. I know, and especially the if end, you lick it. The end of the story was about a half hour later. 
we get the guy back, we got to do skulls and facial bones because they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't realize you weren't you weren't done. Yeah, that's all right. But yeah, that was like my horrific uh, first day at work. First day at work story. My dad's like, "How'd it go?" I go, "Yeah, I just got killed." That's actually that's that story is actually a pretty good segue into our 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 funny story news story. Yeah. Thing. What our you got, news. Craig? Me me first, really? Oh, you mentioned I get it. to go first. Yeah. Well, I saw this story, and this is you know what this is it involves X rays. How about that? A story about a guy in Turkey uh, complained of severe stomach problems. All right. And so he goes to the hospital and they x-ray him. And wouldn't you know, uh, they found 233 pieces of metal in his stomach. And that's what this is what they took out of his stomach. And several of those nails that, were actually went through his stomach lining. Was that a hypodermic needle in there too? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Everything no, on that table they found in his stomach. And and really? see, the funny thing is, is that his wife just used to feed him meatloaf all the time. So he just didn't. Did he, <laughs> I don't know. Was, did he mention that when he went to the emergency room? You know, you might find some metal because I've been eating yeah. coins for years now. Nails. Was there any explanation of why he ate all this metal? Yeah, they said he wanted to change. Oh, oh pun number one in for the day. day. No, but here, here's the guy. Actually, I got a picture. I got a picture of the guy. If I can bring that up, let's see. Is this him? There you he know, is. This guy's eating this stuff. Oh yeah, there you go. Like I recognize that guy anywhere. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, he's blurred he's out because he's a little embarrassed. Meanwhile, yeah. he, meanwhile, he'd swallow a dollar and shoot. No, I, I love it. That. Here he is eating all that shit, and he's still alive. And they're telling me I got to fucking cut down on my cholesterol. I got to cut down. It's like, you know. This guy's still alive after he's eating nails. Well, I Maybe. think that seriously, I think that's a keto diet. I just oh, thought it. I just yeah, thought it. No it carbs. Again. There's no carbs. Yeah, high in iron. High in iron. Keto right there. Yeah. Oh, Pun number two. I'm, 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 I'm ready to go. I nailed it. There's you three. Nailed it. three. again. <clears throat> they stopped needling me. There's four. Oh, Here we go. Hey, right. that's hey. a good joke that he used to eat dollar bills and that would come out of his ass. That's it. But they, they also found rocks too. There's rocks in the picture, it looks like. And there's yeah. bolts. Although at the top, it looks and like batteries. an Allen wrench. It looks like an Allen wrench in case he his case his bowels loosen up. There you go. He also had, had, Allen a, wrench in there. had batteries too, man. Batteries. Yeah. Batteries are bad for you. <laughs> yeah, but the nails are okay. No wonder why he the, draw the I line. Why he wound up in the emergency room? <laughs> Fucking idiot ate a battery. Did you ever read in the Guinness Book World Record there are people trying to eat an entire car? Yeah, they oh, grind they it up. They put they grind Klinger, it up. Klinger, and... Klinger did that on mesh, right? Or was it? Yeah, he one Jeep. He tried to eat a Jeep. Jeep, yeah. But I mean, that's true. They, you look it up. These guys in the Guinness Book World Record, they try to eat a car. They grind it up and they. Eat eat like three or four ounces of metal a day it's like why I, I we, live, we live in a strain well is this is this coming that would have been funny if that guy went into a hospital today because you got to walk through that magatometer he would have stuck to the wall <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i never make it through security at the airport i guess uh... no, or how about this hey anybody got 50 cents for a soda yeah hold on yeah <laughs> Uh, reach up my ass. There you go. There's a quarter right there. Have a dollar. a dollar. I mean, that's crazy. I know. Oh, yeah. Maybe he was a macaroni expert. 
He was a what? Macarena. Macarena expert. Macarena. That's a dance. Right. Yeah. What's that got to do dollar, with dollar? Dollar. Oh, I got to get tipped. No, <laughs> no. At the, the song, it goes, oh, Macarena. It goes, dollar, dollar. Right? Is that what they're saying? I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard that before. I only know, here's my part. No matter. Um, ba, ba, da, ba, da, Macarena. I don't know any of the other words. That's all I know, too. And you do this. Oh. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, Macarena. Hey, I. Yeah, I don't know about the dollar, John. I think you were at a strip hey, that's club. That's another song they do on the cruise. Yeah, club. you're at a strip club, I think. Dollar, dollar. <laughs> dollar, dollar. <laughs> Did you ever go to a strip club where I, I went to a strip club in Florida? Um, and the dancers had to have, they had uh, scotch tape over their nipples. So you could yeah. see so their they nipples. Don't lose them. So, so they don't lose them. <laughs> they don't lose them. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they, they, I asked what why they did that, and they said because in Hold Florida, on, I got a nipple falling off. You got any tape, honey? Come here. All right. <laughs> yeah, I guess they, I guess they didn't have any nipple clamps. Thank Florida, you. In Florida, no. they have to wear something over their nipples. They have to. Your nipples have to be covered, and technically, using Scotch tape means they're covered. I was on the road once in Ohio, and we went to a strip club, and the girls were so ugly that we had to watch the shadows. <laughs> I went, to a strip club. Strip. I went to a strip club in South Florida where they were so stupid they used electrician tape over the nipples. So it didn't really, you know. <laughs> well, oh man. Yeah, so Mike, thing. you got a you got a story? You got a story, Mike. What's a story? You know, I looked around and this one this one takes place in Florida of all places. Florida? Right all, no, it's 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 a what let me let me just see because I I I it's so stupid. I wrote it not it's about no, there's not there. It's about snails, freaking giant snails. Giant invasive snail sends one Florida county into quarantine. Like in Florida, they don't even quarantine, they won't wear masks, they won't take a vaccine, but they're quarantining because of freaking snails. And you yes. know what? And you but know the, what? You, you know what the police chief said? What? It all happened so fast. Oh man, that was my <laughs> joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he left the trail. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was the stupidest what? thing because it's like they're 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 quarantining because of friggin' some giant invasive snail. How big are these fucking snails? How big a snail was? <clears throat> let's let's see if they say. I mean, did they? Uh, they probably growing. started. Did this start of the shell station? It's oh. the giant African snail, commonly referred to as gals. It doesn't say what they called. Gals. Yeah, well, giant African uh, G A L S gals. Big gals. You know, there's, there's oh, wait, it says it says it's roughly the size of an adult hand. So so for 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 that's actually for me and Craig, that's that's I mean if it was if Joe was yeah, here, we're we're ham-handed, so yeah, yeah, but so what? I mean, what you have to lock the kids up because there's like a, a a snail you could run over with your car? I would I would collect them and bring them to a French restaurant. That's yeah, what I would some, do. There you go. Butter, put some butter on them. Yeah, for Thanksgiving. <laughs> you can give this out now. There you go. Matter of fact, That's send it to the guy who eats metal. Maybe he'd be, you know, friggin' uh, give his stomach a break. <laughs> giant snails. I, I just know, thought like... that was the stupidest thing. It's like, it's like, okay, I get it. There's these giant. Well, I've seen. I don't forget where it is, but it's some some tropical island where the cr crabs take over once I've a year. Seen that. There's like millions and millions I've of seen these. That. You've you've actually been there. I've seen it. Not not where you're talking about, but there's it's 
some of the islands have that anyway at that certain time of year and they're like this big and they're they're not they don't come out of the ocean they come out of the ground yeah they come out of the ground that's what's scared of them and they walk sideways it's like i'd be yeah. terrified of it i mean it's bad enough something coming right at you but if it's coming right at you sideways that's kind yeah, of yeah we pulled into this rainforest once in a and all of a sudden, the guy goes, look out the window. And there was, as soon as we pulled in, hundreds of them started coming out of the ground, like, coming towards you. It was That's crazy. I mean, can you eat them? Well, you know, so where is that, an island? Yeah. Well, That's also Penn good. Station, man. You sit in some of those toilet seats, the crabs take over. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> it, it happened to me. It was a toilet seat. Yeah. I swear to God. I swear I got it. You know, I actually, I actually heard somebody say this once. I got in the cab, and the guy said to the driver, "Is there a beach on this island?" Okay, mm. maybe he meant beach. <laughs> okay, I got one. A Michigan judge ordered parents who trashed his son's porno collection to pay him thirty thousand dollars. About fucking time! Wait a minute! 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 So they valued his porn collection at thirty thousand. All right. It says over the years, thirty-eight-year-old David Working, Chibi Wanking, wanking. Uh, curated an <laughs> impressive collection of DVDs and VHS types. Oh, I was going to say, it could but... be described as a movie buff. The hoard of antiquated formats is considered a like porn. That. But when his parents threw it away, he left it in their basement. He ended up suing them. Well, Beth and Paul Wanking loved their son. Wanking. The couple was fed up with the <laughs> Craig, extensive wait, library. Busy. Where's Greg where go? He's Sorry, I was getting excited. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this. The I thought the crab got, story would have got you excited. The parents mm. fed up with his extensive library of lust was not a matter of a few magazines and films, but a trove of 400 cassettes, 16,000 DVDs, what? along with a litany of sex toys. Yeah, when every single one of those movies was only watched for like three minutes. And this this guy was the coolest eight year old on the block. <laughs> Wanging divorced his wife in 2016 and subsequently sought refuge back home with his parents in Grand Haven, Michigan, for ten months before him. he Mac moved to Indiana. Oh. It was then he noticed dozens of boxes of porn worth twenty five thousand dollars and new missing. wall and new wallpaper. <laughs> and sued his parents for surprising destroying it during his stay. And a blacklight. <laughs> I do not possess your I I do not possess your pornography. It is gone, his father said. <laughs> uh it's either been destroyed or disposed of. I may well have missed a few items here and there in your possession, but at this point I don't have it. Ditto to your sex toys and your other smutty magazines. <laughs> Remarkably, David Wicking bought the matter in front of a court, claiming that most of his collection was in irreplaceable because the films were either out of print or had been made by studios that no longer exist. Mm. And in August, U.S. District Judge Paul Mahoney ruled and Wicking's parents owed him $30,441 for destroying his personal property Making matters all more hilarious, Maloney also ruled that the Wankings must pay their son $14,500 in legal fees. Emotional damage. Is that amazing? Uh, no, that's I, not amazing. That's fucking disgusting. I mean, like, first of all, who, what porn is actually collectible? It's like, it's not, we're not talking about comic books. Just Stan Lee's rolling over in his fucking grave. He's going, I created art. These, the, the, Jesus Christ, $30,000 worth of porn. I was going to be like, that's a lot of dildos. 
you know, I, I keep on thinking this is a joke that they actually did in two, two and a half men. But I was thinking of this guy's bedroom. You go, you go in there with a black light. Like they did that in Charlie Sheen's bedroom yeah, in the yeah, show. Yeah. They go to the black light. Goes, oh my God, it looks like a Jackson Pollock painting. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I, I, I th- th- that's a, you know, no one, all you can say is $34,000 worth of pornography and his marriage failed. How do you explain that? Yeah, I can't I figure that out. I think it happened after. Well, he was a connoisseur. He was a collector. A connoisseur, yeah. He was a collector. Uh, uh, you know, well, it's, not pronou- is- it's not pronounced connoisseur. Oh, thank you. Well, you know what? This is not one of my stories. I, I still, but I did read this. I, but this is kind of connected. There was a guy who was arrested on child porn. Now, this is true. He was arrested for child porn charges, and he, do we, he had. Do we know him? <laughs> no. Okay. And he had fifty-eight terabytes of child I'm, I'm sorry now, you don't even go to jail America. just so you, you know 50, i'm sorry 58,000 terabytes yeah you go right, means to the, right, you go right ter- to the your hard drive on your computer has 1 terabyte they said they figured it out it was 700 not even and, and not even all computers even have 1 terabyte that's yeah. like a pretty big they said he, they figured it out it was 719,000 hours of pornography Jeez. And now, and 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 they and they stripped him of his uh, sandwich shop, and now he's in jail. Which yeah, j- <laughs> sandwich? What, <laughs> oh Jared? You know, fucking subway. Yeah, yeah and uh, oh my god! I, mean, I don't even like, notice that fucking Jared goes to jail, and the price of subway sandwiches went through the roof. What what does Subway have to pay his like friggin' uh, his court fees and all that shit? <laughs> Used to be five dollar footlongs. Now it's like seven, eight dollars. It's like get the fuck out of here. Uh, it's Subway. terrible. Subway's is terrible. I don't like Subway. So, so, but you know, go to the Long Island Deli. That's that's a that's go a to hero. Publix. Publix in Florida. Oh, really? It's good. Yeah, it's good. They have Boar's Head. Everything. Yeah. Well, you know. we used to have that here at Ralph's, but uh, Ralph's by me went out of business, so I don't know if this. Wow, really? Yeah, there's no Ralph's up here. Well, you go to the Gel. Well, the Gelson's. De- there's deli no Gelson's here either. Oh, the Gelson's, the deli is amazing. It's really expensive, but I'll tell you how good it is. I was getting soup from my mom there once, and Harrison Ford was ordering next to me. Hmm. So it's got to be good. He it's was Harrison getting himself Ford. a Wookie, a Wookie sandwich. <laughs> I love a chewy sandwich. I want the Popeye. Gee, I Popeye. Anybody else got any stories? stories? I have another one, but let's hear your other one. All right, this this one is a, a little political. Uh, okay, it's a lot political. But according uh, to a, a published report, uh, Vladimir Putin has Is that said him writing Trump. That's him writing Trump. Uh, no, it's not Trump. It's way too, it's way too thin to be Trump. But, uh, no, he basically said that uh, no Western leader. Okay, make it smaller. Go shirtless anymore. No, I'm just saying, no Western leader could go shirtless. They would all be embarrassed. But you know, because he's very proud of his of his physique. I think Obama's in probably better shape than he. You is. think? What do you think? I don't know. What do you think? I think Obama's probably yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I think come on. That's like 007 right there. Double yeah, Obama. Double Obama. That's a basketball body. Yeah, he, he said any. He said any Western leader. So I'm like, okay, how about this? There you go. Uh, hold on, it's coming up right now. Yeah, Justin Trudeau. What about yeah. him? I think he can hold up. Did you get these out of your, one of your little magazines? Stop! Oh. It was one of the 58,000 58, terabytes. It's part of his collection. 
did you buy did you buy some of that collection <laughs> at an ohio garage sale <laughs> no but here's here's and here's of course uh the antithesis you ready yeah yeah oh, imagine that without go. a shirt on yeah, yeah okay that's i think a pretty he, good picture and that's when he was fit <laughs> <laughs> You gotta wear baggy pants to cover your diaper. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually that's actually um, uh, a shish kebab skewer he's holding, not not a golf club. Yeah, that's when he picks up his hamburger hamburgers with yeah. his right. hamburgers. <laughs> oh my god! But you know, come on. I mean, you know, Putin. I I I, yeah, I don't know. Vlad. Oh, well, according to Marjorie Taylor Greene, that. They could have been a great ally to us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marjorie Taylor Green is out of her fucking mind. <clears throat> I'll say I it. I know. I got another one. Have you got one, Mike? I, well, my, my other one was just about a, it's, it's like I said, I couldn't find any. It's, it's just uh, a celebration for the, I, I think she's the uh, oldest um, stewardess. Uh, I think she's 86 years old and still working as a stewardess. Takes a long time to get your a long time to get your diet coke, but or as Adam Leslie says, she's a waitress <laughs> with a death wish. Coffee, <laughs> tea, or oxygen. <laughs> well, you know what? I, you know, it's funny. If you ever fly on Virgin Air, they have really beautiful stewardesses. You know what's good on Virgin Air? The Mile High Club. Virgin Air. Hey, but um, does the yeah. does the Mile High Club count if you're alone? I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They, uh, I'm yeah. holding up a hand too. So. Hand. Those, uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably typical for a flight attendant on a lot of airlines. I think it's a difficult job, especially these days with people yelling and screaming and you know, just losing their minds on flights. I wouldn't, I you couldn't pay me to be a freaking deal with the public. I wouldn't want any job that I'd have to really deal with the public. Matter of fact, when I get back on a stage, I'm waiting for somebody to. Yell something while I'm doing my act or something like that. I'm just gonna go in the audience and kick him in the face. I'm not. I'm not gonna freaking come back with any witty thing or anything like that. I'm just gonna go right up to him and just kick him right in the fucking face. See, see, I bet you, no more hecklers after that. Mike, you used to be a limo driver, right? I did. Yeah, I, I drove limos for a while. I mean, I drive when I drive rideshare. You know, I don't get a lot, but sometimes you get these people that. You really just have to keep your mouth shut and just wait for the 42 minutes of this ride to be friggin' over. I wonder how you would react today. It's uh, like going to a barbecue at my family's house. <laughs> no, I, I was lucky because most of the time, and you're in L.A., and most of the, the people I drove or my company were in show business one way or another. And the beautiful thing is most of these people are snobs. They get in the back. They don't want to talk to you, and that's fine with me, you know? But a few of the celebrities that I drove were, were very nice. And actually, I had one guy who I drove a few times, and he introduced himself. He said, if we're going to be, you know, I think he – because they can request you. Like, once they get somebody they like, they can request you. So it's like, you know, so, so so you know. But I'll tell you the truth, man. It wasn't uh, terrible. It, I got some – I got a $400 tip one day. Wow. Jesus. Is that from Jared from Subway? No, believe it or not, it was from uh, these these people were like uh, real estate, uh, whatever. I took them to a concert in Temecula, and so we get we get there, and uh, she she hands me a uh, hundred dollars, and she says, "If you want to buy a ticket and come in, uh, you know, feel free. If not, keep the hundred. I said, "Okay, boom, free, free tip." So then they they come out and they got a couple of cases of wine. It was in a winery. I put the wine in the trunk. 
Uh, I take one home and I help her to the door. She hands me a hundred dollars tip. And then I take the second one home and she's got two cases of wine account and she hands me another two hundred dollars. I'm like, fucking four hundred dollar tip. And that's just the tip. I was getting paid anyway. I know who was famous though for really uh, uh Drew Carey was one of our uh clients and and everyone always said he would he would tip like three, four hundred dollars every time. So you had to get in with the dispatcher because those son of a bitches knew, so they'd only give them to their favorite drivers. So you'd never I never got Drew Carey because I was never their favorite driver, but people would Drew, fight. Drew Carey did one of the coolest things about I, I guess now it's maybe ten years ago when they had the writers strike. Remember the, the writers guild yeah, went on sure, strike? Yeah, sure. Drew Carey went to the Bob's Big Boy in in, uh, in Burbank. Yeah, he used to hang out there, man. He bought me yeah. breakfast there a couple of times. And he said, anybody who comes in and shows a WGA card yeah. eats for free on me. Yeah. That was one of the coolest things I ever saw. Well, he's just a nice guy. Because I did an episode of the Drew Carey show. But not only that, he was friends with member Monty Hoffman. They had done a show called The Good Life years before. So I'd okay. hang out with Monty. We'd go to Bob's Big Boy. And if Drew was there, he'd always call us over. We'd eat breakfast with him, and he'd you know he'd pay for it every time. He was just a great guy. I wonder if you still go. I, I wonder that, if he's too big to go there now. I Sorry, did that John. special with him in Acapulco where we were with the right. enchiladas, and everyone wore. We decided footwear was optional with our flowered shirts and shorts, and he wore <laughs> wingtips, knee-high black socks with garters. <laughs> it was hysterical. It was hysterical. He walks out on stage. I remember his opening line. He goes, guess what country I'm from? (laughs) (laughs) He's always been hilarious. I I was watching watching an episode of The Price is Right. And this woman, they they call the woman down. She comes screaming. I mean, they're they're always screaming. And and she gets gets to the podium. She goes, and she looks at Drew, and she goes, oh, my God. And he goes, call me Drew. I thought it was really funny. And that's like the joke I do in my show, and they they go, "Oh my god!" And I go, "No, don't let the beard fool you. Don't let the beard fool you." <laughs> All right, I got one that's kind of funny. Well, this Belgium farmer, right? This Belgium farmer had this stone on two parts of his property that weighed like three hundred pounds, and he decided I can't really cut the lawn or plow the fields, so I'm just going to get rid of the stones. <laughs> so apparently. They were put there in 1820. They separated France from Belgium. Wow. Napoleon had put them in. Why? It was that's the, wild. It, so it was a wall. It was, it was a little country, No, no. It was the country marker. The border. Two three hundred pound stones. And he took it out? That, well, he didn't know what they were. He just got rid of them. And it's caused this big international incident where people are saying well, you know, we got to know, you know, there could be a whole big problem with, you know, and he's going, hey, I just moved them. He's like, I can't get my tractor in there. Yeah. So they had that big hearing and everything, and he was ordered to put him back. And, but there was like weeks where like they were like going crazy, both countries. Where nobody knew where the border was. Oh my God. Like anyone cared the day before. Nobody gave a shit. Wouldn't you, know, GPS the you see where my cow just took a shit? That's where the border is. Right? Would GPS tell you where the border is? It yeah. Said, right? Here's what it said. Um, he had no idea that the border stones had been placed there following the defeat of Napoleon or served as a geographical marker. He had anticipated the international fiasco. He did not anticipate the international fiasco. His action would spawn after local history buffs noticed the 
He moved them, is what he did. Well, where are they now? He moved them. No, he moved them away from them. So he changed the border of the country. Oh, that's in other words, like he moved them like 15 feet forward. I'm in so Belgium. I'm in France. Them. I'm in Belgium. I'm in France. <laughs> so I tell the Ukraine how to do that. That would be awesome. Yeah, oh, that's God. crazy. Like he goes, I just want to get my tractor by. You know. So did he dispose of the stones, or he just no, moved no, them? He, he just they, moved they them 15 back. feet forward. How do you dispose of 300 pound stones, man? I mean, he moved them 15 feet forward. Them, so changed. move them forward. So say sorry, my bad. Move them 15 feet back, and you're over. You know what? Yeah, yeah. But at the time, it was like I don't know what country was. We're screaming that he changed the border. He's giving them more land than they own. You chocolate eating bastards. That's that's really. Oh, I know. Anyway, more. I, and no, there is no. Are there any border walls actually anymore? He it's said. All, wait, it says the man had unwit. It says the man unwittingly expanded Belgium's territory by ten thousand square feet. Wow! What a what a what a boon! Big deal. What a boon for Belgium. <laughs> can we do that to Texas? You know, make it really like smaller than Rhode Island. Can we do that somehow? What what can we move? <laughs> Maybe built the wall out of waffles. You ever drive through <laughs> Texas, man? I've driven. Never. Texas is like a bad comedian. It just keeps going and going, going, and, going, and, going, going and going. No, I you drove. That, I went I to got, Nebraska. I had a job once in um, Texas where I, it was uh, sugar, Saul Ross University, and um, so when I got to the airport, I had to fly into Midland, Odessa. And when I got there, um, I went to the car rental place. They only rented Hondas. And I go, why are there only Hondas? And he goes, well, because there's not a lot of gas around here. You're going to need the mileage. In so, Texas, so I gotta go not to, a lot of gas? Yeah, well, because it, when you see this place, there's nothing around. So I, I said, well, that. I got to go to, I have to go to Midland, Odessa, Salt Ross University. And the guy goes, yeah. All right, you're going to leave here. You're going to drive about a mile and a half. There'll be a huge rock. A big sure old rock. Got, he goes, you got to make sure you got gas. And you're in Norway because the guy goes, moved you, it there. He goes, you got to make sure you got gas because you're not going to see another human being for about 180 miles. And let me tell you something. I made. I was never that alone in my life in a car. Mm. It was a straight road that... You've never taken the ride to the desert with a body in the back. That's a pretty lonely drive. That's lonely. <laughs> but I, I, I started having an anxiety attack. I looked down at one point. I was doing 105 because I just wanted to get it over with. I did and that I when I, yeah. I, I didn't pass one person the entire day. You see, see the way you look at it. It's like to you that was lonely. To other people, that would be a beautifully serene, you know. No. How, long they, it, How long ago John? How long ago? How long Um, It was probably... Kind of like 90s. Did you have a cell phone? No, no, you wouldn't have had. Yeah, any without a cell phone, anyway. I'd be pretty fucked you up. You don't have yeah. any service anyway. You know, oh, think. That's right. There's no cell towers. Man. So I get to the college, right? And I go to the guy. I said, Wow. I go, Oh, I made it, you know? And he's like, Yeah. He goes, You're going to have a great time tonight for the show. And that's the time they're paying like $1,000. I was going to thought you were going to say they paid you in gas. So I go to the guy, I go, uh, how many people think we'll get for the show? He goes, well, he goes, you know, we get 10% of the student body here. He goes, that's a home run. I go, how many people go to school here? He goes, 300. <laughs> and I was like, what? And, 30 people? Uh, 
30 people is a whole we got lot. Four, we got 45 people, and he was thrilled. Hey, the next morning, I had to drive back, Ugh. and it was dark. And I got on the road, and there was a truck in front of me. And I was like, oh, thank God. The truck went about a mile and pulled off the road and got, went to sleep. <laughs> and I was all alone again. I hated I drove, it. I hated I, it. You're driving through Nebraska was like that. There was, there was just miles and miles and miles, and it was just corn. Flat. Just flat, flat, flat. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. You well, talk. Well, have you ever you, driven? I've driven across country five times. Wow. I haven't done it in a long time, but but I've done it. I did. And, and you know, there are stretches of this country that are just miles and miles and miles. Of Nebraska, nothing. Colorado, um, but Utah, I, on Arizona. Road, I mean, on this road, I mean, you saw not another human being, gas station, little town, nothing for 180 miles. That's a long time. Now, yeah, actually, I mean, that sounds pretty. Like I said, sounds lonely to some people. To me, it sounds serene and nice. A lot of little that's the weird thing about California because I because sometimes I'll go out into the desert, sometimes I'll go out beyond San Bernardino, and it it feels like that like you're all alone. And then you come across a little going going out to where you live, Mike. I'm not going to say the name of the city, but you know, some of it's really barren before you get there. You're like, does anybody live around here? You know, yeah. All I saw was those big, what do you call them? The big turbines. Oh, the big windmills. The 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 cancer-causing windmills. The ones that cause brain cancer. (laughs) Well, you know what? You know what? On halfway, when when I I like when I'm driving around, I'm 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 not far from that uh, from the Vasquez Rocks, which is a very famous uh, area. I've been Uh, there. It's where they they film any any outer space friggin' scene like whatever, like Star Trek when they did that. Oh yeah. And 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 Paul, the movie Paul is like whatever they they film a lot of stuff there, so it's like and and I'm guessing years ago that must have been a lonely destination, but now there's there's plenty of people around. We gotta watch out for the Gorn. The Gorn, yes. Yeah, the you Gorn. Never watched. Not to change the subject completely, but I was thinking you about. Did. I did. Um, <laughs> did you guys ever watch the show The Wire? No. no. So I've been reading all this stuff about how The Wire is the best TV show that was ever made. And I don't know. I haven't watched it. So. I started watching it last night. It's really yeah. good. You know what it's I've been watching really that I really good. like? I've been watching The Old Man with Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I've been watching that. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched and I've been, that. Dig- I've been digging that. That's a that's a pretty cool show. Yeah, good. Can anybody watch Game Change? Uh, no, it's on the list. What is that one? It's good that's the one about Sarah Palin and uh, John McCain in the uh, 2008 election. It's great. Oh, where, is that? Uh, on I can't think of her name. It's on HBO Max, and it's okay. uh, what's it? What's her name? She, Juliana Moore plays Palin. She's brilliant. Really? And uh, Ed Harris plays McCain. He's they're all great. But try the Ed, offer. Ed too. Harris is one the is offers. one of the best actors around. Yeah. The um, he's amazing. Wire, the Wire is on HBO Max. See, I like right. weird stuff. I mean, like, have you watched the show called The Peacemaker with uh, what's it in John Cena? I can't. Get he's into like, it. he's I one can't. of the guys from Suicide Squad. The Peace. It's just so weird and so strange. I, I, I love, love the it. Suicide Squad. So, but what? Then so you like funny. the you like Peacemaker, man. It's only one. It's one yeah. season so far. I'm waiting for another. I think I'm getting burnt out on superhero stuff finally because I, I I started to watch and I went, yeah, okay. You know, you know, what movie was see- great. Deadpool. The two I love Deadpool, Deadpool one and two. Very funny. I mean, it, I had no idea. You know what I mean? I had never, Deadpool. I'm sorry, I had Deadpool two as a screener for years. 
for since it came out, but I had never seen one, and I didn't want to see it. But I was on a plane recently, and they had one, oh, and so I got funny. to watch it, and I was like, "This is really funny." Man. Oh, Deadpool's hilarious! It's great. You know what's funny though? I don't remember. I mean, maybe it came out after I, uh, but as a kid, I don't remember Deadpool as a comic. I, don't I do, but I didn't read it. I didn't read yeah. it. I, oh, I, I didn't realize was, it was a comic. Was it? I didn't like funny comics. 80s, 70s, 80s. That's probably why I probably stopped reading comic books in the. Yeah, it, I didn't like funny spins on superheroes. I don't know why, but then again, I they mean, were, all had funny spins. Spider Man, every 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 superhero had some kind of funny spin. You My favorite to... funny superhero was Blue Devil. Blue Devil was Batman who was in a mechanized suit, made him look like an eight foot Blue Devil, and he pisses off a gypsy, and she casts a spell that permanently fuses him into the costume. <laughs> I've never even heard girl. of that character, man. You've you know, uh, twenty issues. You know, great. When I was in high school, my friend and I, we had our own <laughs> comic book that came out every month. I can't yeah. find any of them. I'm not, I'm not lying. It was called Half Man, hampered Half by man. a few, hampered by a few physical handicaps, blind, man. crippled, <laughs> and crazy. And what but was his superpowers? He went around on one of those carts. <laughs> And he, it's like, he couldn't do, that's like they couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything. It's like Eddie Murphy in foot in 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 yeah. places. But we used to just love the beginning of it. This is the adventures of Half Man, hampered by a few physical handicaps, oh, blind, crippled, and crazy. Well, here, what was well, so, Craig? What was your favorite uh, uh, Marvel? We'll go. We don't even have to go Marvel. Favorite superhero back when you were a kid, not now. Well, it's tough. Uh, it's really close. Um, but I have to say Spider-Man. Hmm. I like Sp I love Batman. But yeah. the thing about Spider-Man is he's human. And that's that's a whole thing I about the kid. I too. love Spider-Man. Well, this is what sold me on Spider-Man. He was, he was sneaking up on these guys. But he had a cold. And Aunt May is giving him chicken soup. And yeah, I got to go out and fight crime. And he's on the roof. He's about to attack these guys, and he sneezes. They go, there he is, and they start shooting at him. And I thought, yeah, that's like that one of the movies. I would do. They used yeah. that one of the movies. They did. My, yeah, my I love favorite, I love Spider-Man, but but because he was not only that, but he was like an innocent teenage kid. And there was so much responsibility on him as a, as a crime fighter. And here he is just a kid, like we were kids reading a comic book. And but it was I, funny. And it was funny. Yeah, I have to say, though, my favorite, funny. though, was the Hulk. I always liked the Hulk. Because he reminded me of me, just mindless rage and fury. <laughs> and who was my favorite? Can you guess? Who I'm guessing your favorite was probably Santana, Doctor Fate, Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, Silver. So there you oh, go. Silver Surfer. I'm thinking all the. I'm thinking all the magic ones. I was, I was always Spider Man for years till Silver Surfer. Came you don't. Around. You don't like Doctor Strange. He's he's a wizard. Well, well. Also, one of my favorite was the uh, was was uh, Ghost Rider, of course, because he rode a motorcycle, and his head was on yeah. fire. And his head was on fire. Skull. I loved. It. Matter of fact, my first tattoo was 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 supposed to be the Ghost Rider. I go into this guy's Bronx in his living room in the Bronx because you know tattoos were illegal in the city. Here's this guy. He's got a Harley inside his apartment in the Bronx on the Grand Concourse on the first floor that I guess he rode in because he didn't want to leave it on the street. It's dripping oil in his living room. He's got his girlfriend who he bought back from Vietnam serving right. us drinks and beers. Oh and God. I'm showing him the Ghost Rider, saying, "Yeah, I put that. I want the Ghost Rider on my arm over here." And he just looked at me. He goes, "No, nah, you don't want that." And I go, "Yeah, no, I do." He goes, "No, nah, no, nah. you don't want a comic book on your arm, kid." 
I'm like, yeah, maybe you're right. He goes, let me. So he created its own version of different, but it's just a, it's a, it's a the Grim Reaper on a, on a Harley riding through clouds and stuff. He gave me an original version. He didn't want to put the Ghost Rider because he said there was like, uh. and he was right at the time. Comic books weren't what they are now. It wasn't this big accepted like, it, it, you know, it looked juvenile. Do you guys remember the uh, the head shop comic books? No, I remember head shops. Not at all, hippie. We have no idea what you're talking about. You remember Zap comic books? Yes, 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 yes. I, I have every. I have every issue. Didn't uh, what was that guy's name? R. Crum. R. Crum. Crum. Yes, Crum. They made a movie about That's him. Where, man. Oh, you know, that funny. guy. I I have issue zero, which wow, was printed that's in his probably garage. worth a lot of money. Was printed in his garage, only five thousand copies. I think he's still alive. They made a movie about him a couple yeah, of years. He was just yeah. inducted as one of the great American um, artists. All right, guys, I'm putting, I'm putting so, this in the position. Now, did he did he do Fritz the Cat? Did Fritz the Cat? He did the Keep on Trucking guy. Keep on Trucking. He did the coolest shit. Ralph Fashke did Fritz the Cat too. He did it with Ralph Fashke. But it was original. He did. Um, I think Craig's trying to tell us something. He put us in the yeah, position. Yeah, I put us in the position to he let did, you know. I'm wrap it up. He did the big series, Captain Piscums meets Ruby of the Dykes. <laughs> Captain Piscum? <What>? Yeah. <laughs> Captain Piscums. <laughs> some were sadists, some were masochists. Some just used to like to hang around with them. Hi, right, Captain. Mind you stick your peg in my eye. <laughs> He was a strange, strange dude. Anyone yeah, out there? Good. Look up Crumb. Look up Crumb art by, Art by, Crumb. Uh, Robert Crumb. Yeah, man. It's got the weirdest stuff. Well, hey, that was fun. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was. Show. It was a good show. Yeah. So anyway, let's have a round of applause for Mike Grief. Hey, everybody. Be safe out there. We love you. All right. BBB. And his childish tattoo. His unchildish tattoo. And Craig Mitchell, our Yoda, our guy who has to put the show together. Remember, search for the Big Bad Broadcast on Spotify and Facebook. And watch us on the BBBradio.com because we have all our old shows, past, present. And if you're a psychic, you can see the future ones also. Right. Like that's, where, that's, where, that's where Joe hey, is. Joe's watching a future what? episode. Guess what? Next week, I'm going to hang out with the Ephesus. Cool. Tell him I said hi. Oh, cool. We, they, 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 we, we watched that episode. Was Craig with us when we did the... Were you on the show? When yeah. We did the episode? yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we had a big discussion about Maritime more. Anyway. The Ephes- the so our, our, our mentalists for you guys, and you can catch them on the show. They're the best in the world. And next week, we have Billy Gardell. We're going we're gonna to show that one again. Sounds cool. good. Sounds All right, guys. good. All right, guys. It was fun. So uh, we'll see you next week. Actually, you'll see us. We won't see you. But we, never, but we never see you. You do when you hold up your little round thing and you look out into the audience. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's right. We got to do that again. The magic mirror. It's still hanging right over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get out this finish. <laughs> Show us the oh, Popeye. I just, I just put it oh, away. I just put it away. Oh, no, we want Popeye to say goodbye. Come on, there. There's his face. I got to get some of that, man. I never knew. <laughs> I never right. Please remember to like.
subscribe and ring that bell. Thank you.